Hi everyone, this is Amy Infinity, and you are listening to The Key to Courage. It's Amy Infinity here, and welcome back to the Key to Courage podcast. This week, we are talking all about failure. I know that there's been a lot going around on social media, in memes, in quotes, in posts, talking about failure being something that we really need to pay attention to as a building block, not so much a downtrodden, you know, life sucking, something that we need to perceive as a a hole or a pit or something that we fall into or something that we can't get up from. So that's really what I want to talk about today is what is failure and how can we change our perception of failure? So going along the same lines is what we see a lot of, but actually kind of digging into that and the why, why for that. I know I'm a person who, you know, when I want to, you know, maybe reperceive or believe something a little bit differently, I want to know why I should be believing that differently. And in this case, failure, that really is something that is deeply seated and ingrained in us of what is failure and what is not. Ever since we were children, it's something that is is culturally and societally and educationally just driven into us is what is success and what is failure. And I would like to 180 that in a lot of ways, like truly it's about how we do perceive different events and instances, occurrences throughout our lives. And whether or not we, it plays into how we get through things, it plays into whether or not we try again. Uh, It really is a huge uh, thing for us to understand a little bit better. And also maybe, like I said, flip it on its head, see it in a different light. And not just in a quotable way, but actually really believe it. So with that being said, I'd like to go through just a few examples in my own life, and I'm sure you have a lot in yours. Please feel free to share either in the comments or if you want to, you know, message me on social media and we can share uh, ideas of what we we see or treat as failure versus what we see as either building blocks or stepping stones or lessons. Of course, that seems kind of cliche to say, but really even the hard stuff. And a lot of it is heartbreaking, heartbreaking hard stuff. And that's from youth onward. We have these things, these huge monstrous things we call failures. Now, I was a child of perfectionism. I was brought up in a family to where I was constantly, and this is also for another episode as well. I say that a lot, but I was brought up in a family to where I was constantly seeking approval. I constantly felt I had to prove I was worthy. And my way of doing so was through perfectionism, was academically just being as perfect as I could be. So anything under an A was a failure in my mind. <laughs> that sounds ridiculous, right? But that's that was where my programming really truly began. And even then, I you know, take issue with it now, looking back, even then it wasn't enough. And so I have a lot of worthiness issues. I have a lot of issues with, and nothing ever being enough. So for me, failure is a raw, raw thing. It's something that I perceive even in not, you know, showing up exactly on time every single time. I mean, I take it to the nth degree as much as, as I kind of wish I didn't because perfectionism is not a healthy way to live. And uh, seeing failure in everything is not a healthy way to live as well. So I digress a little bit there, but that just goes to show that how deeply ingrained this idea of succeed or fail can really truly affect our psyche and how we go about life. 
So with that, I I do want to reflect, like I said, on some of the major stories, and I'm going to go through this a little little quickly. Uh, I mean, I say that and watch, I'll probably take it longer than I intend to. But um, just to show like the failures or what I could perceive as a failure, and yet I decide now because I realize I have a choice in how I want to see these things, whether I see them as failures or whether I see them as stepping stones or even gosh, this is a far stretch for a lot of us, but seeing our failures as wins. And how the hell do we do that, right? Especially when it hits below the belt, especially when it is very sensitive things and very hard or hurtful things that we've been through or, you know, big, big falls as we call them. I, I, you know, honestly, Again, it's about perception, whether you see it as a fall or whether you see it as a lift. And sometimes that's just not in the cards for you to see it like that, at least not at the raw and even sometimes time after that. So sometimes it takes, or a lot of the time, it takes a lot of introspection. It takes a lot of examination and how you decide or choose, because that is the key here. We have a choice and how we want to see every aspect of our life. In the moment, yes, we have a choice, but that's a lot harder, I will say. Like in the midst of a failure or in the, you know, the gut reaction or the, you know, rug pull, I mean, honestly, like that, I'm not even going to argue and say like, we should keep a happy face. That, no. At the time of, that's a lot, lot harder. Um, After the fact, it still can touch very raw. And there is nothing wrong with seeing things as a letdown. Okay, that that we all go through that in all kinds of parts of our lives, relationships, in goals not achieved the way that we expected or hoped. Uh, There, you know, and I don't want to ever demerit or downplay feeling sad. Sad is okay. Sad can be a healthy thing. um, And it's part of just being human. Okay, so I don't ever, in talking and examining the idea of failure, it does not mean we have to grow this hard shell and this armor or see, you know, paint everything a happy picture. You hear the, you know, the the term toxic positivity, and I believe that is a thing as well. As much as I do try to maintain a very optimistic and positive attitude, I, oh, I want to crawl under a rock a lot of the time too. And I, I feel embarrassed. I feel shame. Like we all do. We go through a lot of those, especially in light of rejection. And that's in, I, I've experienced a lot of that. So we'll get to that. Um, and I could see those as failures. And believe me, there are parts of me that even when I mention it or talk about it, it still kicks me in the pants. And it still makes me feel like a what do we call it? We call it a failure. But then I look at it as, but, but what is the win in it? And so that's what we're kind of going to go through is some failures and wins out of the the same equations. And then we're going to go through important key points. I truly want you to take away about the word failure, about the concept of failure. And especially in reflection of, like I said at the very beginning, the societal and cultural and historical educational expectation or idea of what is fail and what is succeed. And how, I mean, honestly, if you look at a lot of very famous or successful in what we deem successful financial success or relationship success, you know, a lot of those people will be the first to tell you they had to fail yay many times, how many times before they reach that amount of success. Now that sometimes is the standard, like that it takes failures. And the reason that it takes failures to get somewhere is because it takes chances. It takes taking chances. It takes having courage and stepping into the unknown and being okay or at least willing to fail or what we call failures. Okay. So anyway, uh, like what do I have in my own life that I can lay out for you here? Well, 
Let's just hit the hit the hard one. At the, well, they're all hard. But let's just hit this one at the very, very beginning. Relationships. I have been divorced twice now. Am I proud of that? Ah, I don't know if proud is the word. Um, am I ashamed of that? No. Now, that is one thing that I have as a very, very, you know, a thing that is very deep in me now is I could look at both of those as failed marriages. And every now and again, you might catch me using that term failed marriage, uh, you know, in reference to those more flippantly, but really do I see them as failures? I don't. Now it has taken me years to get to this conclusion, but even after, even right after, you know, it, it depends upon how you look at it. And believe me, right after or during or even years after, there are still parts of me, again, that's embarrassed. And we shouldn't be. That's more of a cultural or societal stigma. You know, the the the, pa- the painted picture, the ugly picture that we paint of things like divorce or breakups or whatever. There is no shame in realizing something is unhealthy or is not what you signed up for or for changing. Do I approach relationships or marriage in a flippant kind of way? Heck no. I mean, there are times when you, you know, go out and date the field and have some fun, but do I approach those things with, uh, you know, an easy out button or something? No, I went at both of these marriages, eyes wide open, thinking that they were one thing. They evolved into something very different. And I could look at it in a couple of different ways as failure. Uh, The first marriage I was in was an abusive relationship. And in that way, I could look at it as a failure to myself. That's the biggest one is how in the heck did I get into that circumstance? Here I am this, I was young. Not that age necessarily is always a factor. I mean, I know very successful people. people who are couples that were together at a very young age. So I I believe age is just a number. It's all very, very relative. But in this case, I was young and in love with the idea of being in love and very much a passionate person, kind of seeking to escape uh, some challenges from my youth and uh, wanting somebody to love me exactly as I was. And I just saw through rosy colored glasses, all the things I wanted to see, ignored the things I didn't want to see and experience, made excuses for a lot of things. And I look at that or even right after, I mean, I I looked at that for quite some time as like, how the hell did me, a, a very intelligent, independent woman get into a toxic abusive relationship. And then I stuck it out. Like I didn't just leave when I realized that I held on for dear life because I loved this person. And I truly, you know, even to this day, I I don't think there's any excuse for abuse, whether it's verbal, whether it's physical. And there was both in this relationship. Uh, so that I don't excuse that in anybody's behavior at all. Nobody deserves to be a part of that in any way, shape or form. That is just toxic beyond toxic. So let me just state that right out in the open there. Um, in my mind at the time, I look back and I know I was making excuses and I understand now, you know, people like to paint the picture of how the hell did you, you know, stick that out or stay in that? Are you stupid? Like what, why wouldn't you get out of that? Because you're caught in it. And there, that's a whole other episode there that that's a very multi-layered complex thing. And so let's just not simplify that. So let's kind of bypass that in this conversation right now. Needless to say, though, after getting out of that, did I feel like a a freaking failure? Heck yeah. Like, oh my gosh, how did I? And it was more of the, I felt like a failure to myself. How could I have let that happen? And uh, not heeded the signs and, and goodness, what a demeaning 
Like, and I think it, it hurt me on more levels than I even realized. The fact that I could let that spiral out of control and get away from me. And eventually the pride came back to when I took myself back, so to speak. When I, I realized what a mistake that was and that I had to get out of that. And I actually did. And so that, I, I think that I could look at that end to that marriage as a success in that regard, is that I realized what I was worth. And I, I believe there's that. And I also uh, ended up getting my, my Australian cattle dog at the tail end of that marriage. And he was also a win in, in my book. And I like to see things in a very butterfly effect kind of way. It's if I had not been through that, if I had not, you know, walked that road, exactly as it was laid out or as I stepped into it, then I would not have walked out of there the person that I am now or the person that I had become even right afterward. I had a lot of experiences and relationships and dating and, you know, fiascos and all that in the years just post that divorce. (laughs) Some of them hilarious, which will, again, another episode, we'll have to tell those tales. I could look at, you know, the, the, the sad side, obviously there were nights of me, you know, on the floor after a bottle of wine of, you know, really low, low places. But then I also see the friends I made and the, in the big move I made right after that, I did a very big career move across the country sight unseen as kind of my escape from that toxic marriage. And I ended up growing in so many ways, career-wise and otherwise, uh, at the tail end of that. Okay, so that is marriage number one. So we bit off that one. So marriage number two, that again, I could talk and talk and talk about how that evolved, devolved. Um, But the point I want to really truly make about that one is it was a very, very different Uh, It was abuse in a very different way, a very much of an emotionally abusive type of circumstance and relationship. Um, I had been very much lied to at the very beginning of the relationship. I discovered that lie on my own. And once confronted, I was basically faced with, do I stick it out or do I walk? And I decided to take the chance and work on us. And I say I, because it turned out over seven years, I was the one who was doing any kind of work, really. And, you know, again, that's not to say that the other person involved did not attempt or make their effort in their own way, but it was not something that was conducive to us being, you know, anything kind of successful. So I guess the point being, you know, once I realized uh, a repeat of the lie seven years after that, uh, another rug pull, if you will, uh, then I had a decision to make. Do I, again, throw myself under the bus and, and hold on for something that was not love? Uh, or do I walk and uh, admit failure. That's the word we're talking about today, right? And oh gosh, I mean, what a disheartening thing to think about losing that much time, having worked for something for that long. And I know there are probably a lot of you listening that maybe it's been even longer in a loveless marriage or in a relationship that you know is unhealthy or, you know, whatever it happens to be that you, you know, then you start to see it like, gosh, you know, what do I do now? Like, do I just keep sticking it out or do I admit defeat? That's another word that we use very flippantly. Is it defeat really? Or is it success when you realize that you're worth something more than what maybe you got yourself into? So a lot of it is how you look at it. And like I said earlier too, it's something that in the thick of it, don't, you know, don't try to paint me a pretty picture. Because in the thick of it, it sucks. Okay? In the thick of it, it hurts. It's it, You feel embarrassed and ashamed and all the things. You feel like, oh, you know, like how could I have done this again? In, in my book anyway. 
and uh, how could I have chosen wrong? It was a very, very different kind of person than in my first marriage. So I thought I had it worked out. You know, I thought I chose right this time. Now I could look at that divorce and end of that relationship as a failure. And there are parts of me, like I said, sometimes when I'm talking about it with somebody, it's like, it's my second failed marriage, you know, but is it really a failure? And I have a choice of whether or not I want to see it like that. And I have chosen after years, it hasn't been all that long since the actual technical divorce, but since I left him, it has been about five, you know, five, six years now. And, uh, since I physically left, we lived in like in home separated for a while, even before I, but the divorce has just been a few, the finalization of that. Um, and I, you know, do I walk away and feel great that that all happened to me (laughs) or that I happened to that or that I chose that as, as a part of my life? I think the biggest or hardest thing in that case for me is the wasted time or what I could see as wasted time. Because I look at that and I'm like, I am not getting any younger. And that was a large portion of my adult life. And a large portion without love, without physical intimacy, a large portion without a lot of things that I feel very strongly we all deserve in our lives. So how did I let that be okay for how many years? And I did it all in the name of love. I did it all because I'm not one to give up. I think, you know, again, I was a perfectionist. I had to do things perfectly. And so I had to fix things. I'm also a fixer. But I can look at that now and see that as much as it was a failure by at least outside looking in kind of way of looking at it, it was such a success in other ways. It provided so much growth for me, so much learning. And I think, you know, for me personally, one of the things, you know, if you can't find the success or the you know, the positive in a emotional or a, a, you know, intellectual growth kind of way or physical growth kind of way, then look to the things. You know, I know a lot of you might have children. Would you have your children if you hadn't been through that relationship? In my case, in this particular marriage, I ended up adopting a horse and then getting a second horse. And, you know, there have been dogs that have have come into my life because of, not necessarily because of that person, but because of my life's path through that era, through that that journey, that part of my journey. And so if I had not been through that, would I know them? Would they be in my life? And so that to me is the greatest success in my life right now is them. They are my loves, my children, and I wouldn't want it any other way. So I can't do away with one or knock one as a failure while still looking at that success and saying, but look what I got out of that. And would I even have that had I not been through all of that? So to me, it's finding the purpose in something that is the greater purpose, is the, the one that means more to you or means most to you. And that those are the two very large, very kind of heavier, but also very, you know, dark to light, I like to think of it. And those I think are the, the key, key failure to success kind of flips that I do. And it doesn't mean I don't hurt when I think of those things. It doesn't mean, you know, I don't like to use the word regret because it means that we would change it. Right. But I, you know, there are aspects of those things that I I wish it hadn't gone that way. Clearly, you know, I, it would be a lot easier if I was still partnered. It would be a lot easier in some, well, at least in some ways, you know, if I had those lives, if they had worked out somehow, but was I willing to sacrifice myself 
in order to do that or what I believe very firmly that you deserve, we deserve, we all deserve is to be our our truest selves and then not put up with the the you know undermining of who we are and degrading who we are and in and obviously in this very clear cut case abuse or you know being lied to or you know things that that nobody deserves or nobody in my opinion should be putting up with with anything less than what you deserve which is greatness amazing support and love in any relationship other categories I have in front of me, again, I don't want to go too long into these personal uh, examples of failure into wins, but I just wanted to at least point those two out and then a few others that are just very relevant and that maybe you should examine in your own life. Are you seeing this as a failure? Are you seeing this as something that is keeping you from trying again? In this case, uh, again, sorry to go back to these relationships, but I could look at both of those as reasons to not look for another and to not ever try love again, uh, to not ever marry again. And some people make that decision and I understand, you know, it's one of those burn me once, burn me twice, burn me three times, you know, like, (laughs) and everybody has their own choice to make as to where their next step and where their next road will lead. I am surprisingly open to who knows. I don't know what that will be. And I hope that those being that I've kind of flipped it on its head, you know, I won't know until I get there. And if I get there and well, when I get there, I am truly open to and believing that love is meant for us all in many different forms and at many different times. And the best is yet to come. I like to approach that life that way, even, and if I looked at life through that lens of failure, failure, you know, keep me, it's going to knock me down. Why do I even get up in the morning? Why do I even try the next day? Why do I try to fall in love again or not try, but allow to fall in love again? And so I choose though, again, here's the key word. I choose to see it as, well, those were not failures. Those were, whatever you want to call it, lessons. Those were step, I like stepping stones better. Because lesson makes it seem like, oh, you know, it was a trial I had to get through. And I, you know, there are a lot of challenges we do learn from in our lives. But I don't want to trivialize it in that way. I want it to be more of something that, you know, wasn't necessarily laid out for me or meant for me as a, you know, a trial I had to get through. I wanted to see it as an experience I had, you know, whether or not it was in the plan, (laughs) but it's something that I got through. Yes. And it's something that I choose to see for what I got from it and the good, most of all of what I can pull from that. Cause if I sit there and I think of all the bad what what good does that do me? It keeps me in that cycle of disrepair, of feeling like a failure. And that just, honestly, that doesn't lead, you know, us anywhere in, in a good way, I think. And that's a hard, sometimes, again, we get caught in the cycle and the spiral. But let's all try to see what we can pull from what what we are told or what we are made to believe are failures and instead see it as, well, that's one under my belt. Now I got to get to the next thing. That's something I learned from now. And okay, so now let's step into, let's do kind of a pivot here into things that are a little bit more on an intellectual level or very much on a learning level. Uh, And uh, where we can reflect on that is in jobs, and in goals, and in dreams, and things that we try, and we're maybe rejected from, or that we maybe, you know, try and get knocked down. And I have a lot of that. I have, you know, I have a a book that I've written that I've queried around thus far, you know, like multiple books, actually, uh, that I'm in the process of writing. And it's a very, 
very um, harsh reality for a lot of us writers and uh, authors and you know anybody who's in an entrepreneurial or creative field knows the the just heart wrenching feeling of rejection uh, unless we are all given everything on a silver platter, which you know there are people that have doors open for them very easily, and that's great. But I will argue that I believe most people who get to a certain level, a high level of what we call success, have been through the ringer themselves. Um, A lot of them are talking about it now, like I said, on social media and other places of how many knockdowns they've had up to get to where they want to go. And that's where, again, like I said earlier, age is just a number. Sometimes, you know, a lot of... uh, a lot of people haven't reached success till 40, 50, 60, or what society calls success. To me, that whole road of failures, of knockdowns, is also success. It's just depending on how you choose to look at that. And a lot of it is tough while you're going through it, clearly. Um, and we all want to achieve a certain amount of, you know, succeeding and whether it's financial or accolades or the love we want in our whole lives, those things are very easy to earmark as success or wins. But also the things we build along the way, the resilience, the try and try again, the solidifying what it is we really want And then realizing, well, I may have failed at that, but at least I tried and I got that under my belt and that the next round will be even better. And that's a choice in choosing to see things like that. I've had some recent uh, jumps into different sides of this career of, okay, well, that got crickets or that didn't work out the way I hoped. But And I could let that keep me down, and, and I have let that keep me down in a lot of categories. I tried my, uh, oh, my attempts in the singer-songwriter music industry world. I went to music conferences and rubbed elbows with people in the industry. I worked with a, a producer that I put out some tracks that are, hey, if you're listening, you want to go find them on <laughs> Apple, you know, on, on, you know, iTunes and all that good stuff, um, Apple Music has them there and, uh, you know, I'm sure, I think Spotify and all that good stuff. But anyway, like, am I on stage as, you know, Lady Gaga, like I had hoped I would be and and had, had tried and done my, you know, my little dressing in, in high heels and my LA outfit and, and doing all the, the things in that realm, I got shot down uh, and I got boosted up. I, I had a roller coaster ride of, you know, this producer likes me, this one doesn't. It's all very, very subjective. And I could have let that really stop me in my tracks at many points. And in some cases, it actually did. I clearly am not to that status. And I clearly am not, you know, performing an heiress tour around the world. But there was a reason in that. I could look at that as, oh gosh, what a failure. I tried being a musician. I tried getting into that industry and I could look at it like, wah, wah, what happened there? That's a knock to my psyche. How embarrassing, how shameful. And there have been times when that has played in. And that is why maybe I didn't gain momentum and why I didn't gain notoriety and popularity. And I didn't get myself on, you know, stage at various places throughout the country to get popularity. I didn't put myself plaster all over social media. And so my pride definitely took a hit. And I would like to think I have thick skin. I don't. And so I could look at it as, well, gosh, what a failure. I didn't give it my all. And wind out of my sails and just go crawl under a rock. And now that I'm doing this podcast, I, you know, in that case, would I even be doing this podcast if I had done that? Because clearly, you know, in that way of thinking, in that failure way of thinking, oh, I shouldn't be, you know, famous or I shouldn't be popular. Well, I chose otherwise. I chose to see it as, well, I have two horses 
I have a puppo who needs me to be around. I have, you know, things that maybe that's why it didn't go the way I had hoped originally. And I can look at different sides of my career life or goal life or dream life in that way. Is if I was out on tour right now, like, would my horses be happy not seeing me for months at a time? And they are children to me. They are my kids. And, you know, would I even have, I mean, again, like if things had worked out before, like when I first took the, the chances at that, it would have been before I even have, had gotten them. And so I choose to look at it like, wait, that was a win, man. Like the fact that I didn't gain traction and didn't gain overnight success or even long-term success in that realm or category yet. And I'll still say yet because who knows, (laughs) always who knows, maybe I'll be performing on a stage near you. (laughs) You never know. Um, But there was a reason for that. There was a reason that those were failures. And the same could be said for a lot of different paths that I thought I was going to walk for longer periods of time. I was a park ranger, for example, for a while. I started kind of climbing the ladder, you know, with state parks here in Washington and then national parks. And things railroaded that or stopped that or I chose differently at that point. And I could look at you know, certain sides of that as a failure, or I could choose to see it as, wait a second, I chose differently. I chose to walk a different road and now look where it's taking me. And so that's the biggest impact. And even I want you to take from this is using those examples, um, just as a, as a way to maybe reflect upon your own experiences, whether in relationships, I use relationships and jobs are kind of the really apparent right in front of us, failure or success kind of things. And the same with like financial, like all of that, you know, that's a little harder and a little like to see, you know, I, I understand like some of those are hard to flip it from failure to win when especially if you're caught up in that challenge currently. But what you can look at is maybe what you pulled out of that circumstance and what you maybe wouldn't have had or have now if you hadn't been through those things. So that's the point I'm trying to make is, and I'll give you even the most recent, like I said, there have been a couple of you know, oh, I caught some wind and trying to, you know, launch some programs and different things kind of going on and, you know, wah, wah. <laughs> like there have been some, you know, some gusto t- taken out of my sails, so to speak, when they didn't like take off the way that I had hoped or wanted them to. And I could sit here and crawl under a rock and say, well, that's a failure. That's stupid. Does this mean I'm not supposed to do this? I'm not supposed to be this. I could, I could do that very easily. You know, and like I said, I've had reluctances in the past to even put myself out there. So this would just feed into that script of, oh, I'm not enough. Remember, we get back to that perfectionism self of mine and the fact that it's never enough and, you know, people must not like me and all this kind of stuff. And we get into our heads so much in that realm of the word failure and what that means, you know, and whether you involve other people in that, you know, because a lot of us gauge failure and success by outer opinions. Like, what does our family think? What are they going to say? Oh, they're going to, you know, think I failed at that. And so that sometimes petrifies us to where we don't even try because, you know, goodness knows they might talk if we don't succeed, if we hear crickets, or if it doesn't make a billion dollars in the first time out the gate. But then we could stop and say, whoa, wait a second. I didn't do that, you know, yesterday. I did that today. And okay, so yesterday I hadn't had this under my belt. Now I do. What a success. You did it. That is a success in it, is you actually took the chance. You did the thing. And I like to take it even a step further of like, 
Heck yeah, I failed. I got that out of the way. Okay, so that to me takes a little of the scary out of it too. Like we can do that with, we can choose to see it as that is like, and even maybe boast about it. Say like, Hey, I, I failed. That's a great thing because now maybe the next time I won't fail. Now I know what it feels like to feel the sucky, to feel the fail. And now that, okay, so that's taken a little of the scary out of it. I kind of know, I think I'm at a lot of that in my life, in a lot of different areas of my life. Like, I know what it is to be kind of bottom of the barrel at a lot of different categories. You know, like right now I'm, I'm actually in between living circumstances. I'm, I'm, you know, for a variety of reasons, but I decided to left my, leave my nine to five and, uh, I am kind of, I, I moved out of my apartment. And so I'm living half time, uh, with my, with my parents. That's humbling again, like, Oh, what a fail. I could choose to see it as that, but they're also very kind to be letting me stay there. And then I'm also living part-time in my horse trailer so I can be close to my horses. They're at a place that they're well cared for. So I decided that that's going to be a win. And now believe you me, when my cot breaks, like it just, it has, and I'm, you know, in a cold night and, and, you know, not comfortable, not sleeping well, do I in the moment feel like a success? Huh. No, not necessarily. But then I wake up the next morning and I realize, but I chose this. And I chose to move forward and step into the amazing next. And so that's where you can flip things is I choose, you know, and again, you have to take kind of the breaths and the good moments when you can sometimes, but you can choose to see the light in whatever you can. And in this case, you, you know, people looking in might see certain aspects of my life as failures, but that doesn't matter. What other people say or think does not matter. What matters is I know I am choosing my wins. I am choosing my wind. And that's going to blow me into the amazing next that I'm stepping into. And so those are the successes I would encourage you to see in any what you might have yesterday thought of as a failure. Look at it as, you know what though? You're winning. You're winning when you're choosing you. You're winning when you're taking chances. You're winning when you are choosing how you see it. Okay. So that's, I think what we're going to end at for at least the examples and kind of going through that. And I do want you to take some stuff away from this today. Uh, if you didn't already get something from what we just talked about, but especially kind of these key points, uh, and I'm calling them important things to remember about failure. It's only failure if you see it as such. Okay? Really? Like, I, I can't say that enough. Like, it's not failure if your best friend, if your parents, if your spouse or significant other, anybody else sees it as a failure. That's on them. That's their opinion of your life. It's only a failure if you see it as a failure, okay? So other people's opinion or perception does not matter. That's the next point there. You are who is judging the most. So whatever thoughts you have in your head about somebody else is judging you or telling you that it's a success or fail or all of this, keep in mind, this is the script you're resounding in your own head, this is the spiral you're going down in your own head. You don't know exactly what they're thinking. And even if they tell you to your face that they think that you're a failure or that you didn't do right by them, what does that really matter in the end, right? Like, think about that. Like, and believe me, I can talk because I come from, like I said, a life of perfectionism, of never being enough, of always wanting to impress, and it never being the right thing or enough things and never getting the accolades or never getting the pat on the back or never getting the approval I sought for from 
my, well, why don't I just say it from my father for, you know, a lot of the things that I would love to have, have been seen as successful in, in my life. And I've had to make uh, peace with that and come to terms with that. If, like, if you're in this life to please others, even if it seems like you're pleasing them, it doesn't really make you happy. And who's in that head of yours? Is that them? Does that really matter so much what they think? Like this life is you lived by you. So really, honestly, does it really matter if you get those approvals? And does it really matter whether or not they gauge your life as a success or a failure? What matters is you. And then we are our own harshest critics. So that's where I'm trying to encourage you to look at things as successes, not so much failures. Even when you yourself start, you know, beating yourself up for, for having failed. Okay. You can choose whether or not that is a failure. So another thing for you to think about, what are you gauging failure by? Uh, Opinion? Society, your parents, cultural norms, or personal expectations. And all of those can be very complicated in their own ways. You know, like I said, if you're a perfectionist like me, we are our own harshest and worst critics a lot of the time. But that is also very kind of intertwined a lot of the time in worthiness and trying to prove ourselves to people who do not matter. And when I say people who do not matter, I mean everyone. And not that I don't love people. Believe me, I love people and I want to do good by people and right by people. And more importantly, I want to do good for people. But the best way for us to do good for people is to be our truest selves, is to be proud of ourselves in the efforts that we make and the the times that we may seem to have failed, be still proud of ourselves and be able to love ourselves regardless of those seeming failures, uh, those things that are our stepping stone toward and into who we really are. So here's the next point. You can use it as a roadblock, a stumbling block, or a stepping stone. So it's your choice. So that's a visual. I'm a very visual person. I use analogies all the time. (laughs) So you can use it in these three kind of concrete or stone-ish ways. A roadblock, a stumbling block, which most of these are somewhat of a stumbling block in the moment, or a stepping stone. You can choose what kind of rock you want. Okay? Think about that. Use that. Now, here's a a cliche. Of course, again, we talked about we learn. But, let's see. It's We learn and, let's see. We learn more, learn better, or learn to try again. Okay, so that's another kind of, again, we have a choice in the matter. Just like we have the roadblock, stumbling block, or stepping stone. We can choose what we learn from something. We can either learn more, we can learn better, so then, you know, try again, but maybe change something, or, you know, again, if you have faith in whatever it is that you, you know, still want to stick it out the way that you tried the first time, I get that too. Like, there are times when I'm like, you know what, I know this, this book is great, and there are times when I'm like, I I tweak it a thousand ways, and then there are times when I'm like, no, I know this is good, this, so I'm going to try this one again. It maybe just got into the wrong hands. And in all of that, we can learn to try again. That, to me, is the most important of those learn, learn, learns. Okay? And trust your gut in that. Don't take it personally as much as you can. Any kind of failure, like a lot of factors are out of our control. The one thing that is in our control is whether or not we try So we've done that, right? We've done the thing that we can do that we do have the say over and the choice in. 
And there are so many factors in the world that we don't have a choice in. We don't have a choice in somebody else's opinion. We don't have a, a choice in somebody else's, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down of whether or not we move on to the next level. And that's that's hard because there are gatekeepers and we all want the, the win and we all want the approval. Uh, and so it is hard to pick ourselves back up again if we, you know, and not take it personally as we go along. But there are times when we just have to have faith in ourselves and our own ability and the fact that it will sometimes take. And if you are an odds person, use the odds. Like sometimes it will take a number of failures to rack up to get to your success. Use those, you know, rack those things up and see them as wins on the road to where you want to go. So that leads me to this last little point I want you to take away. A thousand failures add up to success because it means you did something. And that is more than a lot of people can say. So be proud of yourself for anything that you are doing if you're actually doing it. Okay? And even just... Even if you're just starting to think about stepping into or toward the things that you really want out of your life. And that can be any one of those categories. Choosing yourself out of a bad relationship, a toxic relationship. Choosing the thing that you always have wanted to do in your life. Or starting to think in that direction and trying to form ideas and starting to to move in that direction. Even if in just your head. But then actually doing it. Don't just leave it in your head. Let's actually move. Let's actually take those chances. Let's start working our way into the life that you really want out of this whole thing. And moving toward the you that you know you really are and who you really, really want to be. That in itself, whether or not you gain momentum and get overnight success and success by whose terms, right? Um, If that happens, that's amazing. That's great. I applaud you. I, I wish that were the case even for me. That would have been amazing. That would be amazing right now. But what I can say that I have been doing for years and that I would hope you can maybe look to your life and say you've been doing for years even if you aren't exactly where you want to be right now Uh, and even if you don't even know exactly where you want to go just yet you've been racking up the most amazing failures and thank you for that because that is what's going to pave your way to the road to who you really are And all the amazing things that you're going to be bringing into this world. Congratulations. I don't mean for that to sound at all contrite or silly. Like really, truly. No, thank you. Thank you for having the gumption, having the courage for any of the failures that you have had in your life. And now you get to see them as wins, as successes, and as stepping stones on your way to more. Good luck. I want to help you and be with you as much as I can be. Please, I would love to be. That would be awesome because I I love nothing more than to see smiles and see people stepping into their joy. So I'll end on that. Uh, Again, that's not even a selling thing for me. Like That's not like come seek me out as a coach. Although I do have those opportunities now available. (laughs) But no, no, no. That's more of I just want to see the world in a happier forward momentum. Encouraging people to take the, the most amazing opportunities and chances on themselves. And embracing who you and who they and who all of us really, really are. And then seeing all of us flourish because of that. Because that is the gift in all of this. Is that we are meant to be light, spread light, and share. And spread that kindness and that love that comes along with it. So thank you for joining me today on this episode about failure and success. And what that really means. What those words really mean. And there's a lot more to the story. And I hope you feel that way too now. So I love you. 
please feel free to head on over uh, to any one of my social medias and, and you know, message me if this maybe made a, a bit of a difference in your life and the way that you're looking at it now. Uh, again, I love you. I hope you're having an amazing journey and hope to see you and talk to you again soon. Take care. You have been listening to the Key to Courage podcast. For more inspiration, resources, and to get you to that next level, come find me over at amyinfinity.com and infinitegumption.com. I'll see you there.